0: Thank you for joining me for another quick hits conversation. I'm Dr. Robin with me today. I have Raquel packets. She is the owner of Zen freight solutions where they do third party transportation. She's the founder of the podcast trucker talks and she is an author. I have Dave Roberts. He's an adjunct professor of psychology and the psychology of child life at Unica University. He's also an author and a bereavement support specialist. I have Dr. Mohan Ananda. He's a scientist, a lawyer, a serial entrepreneur, and an author. He's helping people succeed in business. The question I have for you, how do you build a culture where people will discuss things but not get stuck in analysis paralysis?
1: Generally, this analysis paralysis comes out of overthinking. You don't want to make any decision because they're really a little bit scared of making the decision. Those who don't want to take the responsibility, they keep analyzing. They they don't want to reach a a destination or make a decision. The leader has to take the responsibility and kind of set the stage for others. Otherwise, uh, people will start analyzing because they they want to postpone things. They don't want to make a, a firm commitment. I mean, of course, there is a major problem that the decision process is different if it is a reasonable problem don't overanalyze it don't think too much of course you know in a a real team if those are the type of people you work with then nothing will get done you should change the team i mean there is no question about it but i blame if there is problem with that to the leadership you may not make the right decision all the time the right decision nobody knows but you have to make a Informed decision. Mm-hmm. Do the reasonable analysis. Go through and look at all the the various uh, uh, opportunities, and then make a decision in the with the best intention. Not making a decision is is a is a failure.
2: So this actually um, hits home a lot because I I came from a corporate office where I didn't enjoy the culture. I had analysis paralysis a lot because. I was afraid of the result. Once I made this decision, then all of that landed on me. We're currently seeing this now with my my employees. So it's a a little bit of a twist. It's a matter of really opening communication. And so the way that I, I am tackling this currently is I got on a FaceTime with my employees and we kind of talked about the the issue at hand and how to resolve it. And if we take one step, then what happens? And just kind of talk through it with them so that they understand that making a decision and dealing with the consequences of that decision are is still learning and progress. And it's not keeping you stuck and, and, and in fear, right? Because that's the worst place you can stay and, and be. I think it's better to just make a decision and even if it's wrong, then worry about fixing that and moving forward. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that people don't realize that not making a decision is making a decision to just Mm -hmm. see what happens by not deciding.
3: One of the origins of analysis paralysis is simply individuals experiencing intense anxiety over making the wrong decision. They're more worried about what's going to go wrong than what's going to go right. In terms of leadership's, leadership's role is in contributing to analysis paralysis, if you have a leader whose instructions about making a decision or 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 coming up with solutions to a problem that that description is too vague and too general you're going to have teams that are going to be generating a myriad of solutions without really knowing which solution is going to fit and mm-hmm. therefore they're going to get stuck and also i think if leaders will micromanage i think teams will try to anticipate any possible scenario or solution where they a leader won't micromanage But in reality, they come up with one solution and a micromanager is going to micromanage anyway. And I think the leadership style, I think also can contribute to that as well as the anxiety. And if you have a team of perfectionists, that's not going to work either. You got to have a really nice mix of individuals who have attention to detail, who also realize that any decision that we make is the right decision that we're making given the current circumstances and that we have the option to gradually evaluate that decision and make incremental improvements. So those were just some of the thoughts that I had when you, you gave that question. Plus, in fact, that's gonna be cool to introduce to my students when we talk about rational problem solving.
0: Nice. It sounds like what we're saying is people get stuck in analysis paralysis because they're afraid to make a bad decision. And then it's the leadership's responsibility to create the psychological safety for someone to make a decision and not get blamed for it being wrong or for being making a mistake so let, let's talk about that a little bit how as a leader do you create an environment where your team is allowed to make decisions that learn but might not be right in hindsight
1: I actually blame the analysis paralysis on the leadership the leadership if they don't delegate and say that you go and be innovative mm-hmm. you have to make the decision but tell them, you can make a wrong decision, there's nothing wrong. So, but if you m- micromanage and you are making all the decisions and you don't delegate, then this is going to be a, a pain, it won't work. The, everything boils down to the leadership, in my opinion. But the, the people generally imitate the leaders. So, if you give uh, the real delegation and the kind of decision making to be creative, I think the analysis paralysis goes away. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it would be a very, very tough position.
3: And, and for me, I think, I think leadership has to create a culture where employee input is valued, where it's shared leadership, it's servant leadership, where leaders will establish themselves as resources to specific teams that are charged to look at a particular organizational process. They'll provide the necessary resources. They'll provide training. Some individuals don't have training in rational problem-solving in organizational settings. So as a leader, it would be my job to make sure I either provide the training directly or contract with somebody who can so that my employees can effectively do their jobs and also teach them some basic principles of organizational improvement, where any decision we make is also going to be subject to ongoing evaluation and revision, depending on what what the environment dictates or when circumstances change. So this way, they're not getting caught up in making a perfect decision, just the one that's appropriate. And- indicated based on the factors that they're considering
2: mm-hmm. see my team is very young so i have uh 20 year olds working for me and so uh, with that they are afraid to make mistakes because mm-hmm. they they know that it it affects bigger things than just them mm-hmm. so it's um always for me a, a major point to try to make it so that they know they can make the mistake, but we learn from the mistake. Yes. Anytime that there's something that happens, it's fine. We fix it. We move on. But as long as we learn and we take that knowledge with us, then it it was a necessary evil, right? I think
0: what teams don't realize is that if I, as a leader, know exactly this is the right decision, this is what we have to do, I'm not going to ask them to make a decision. I, I'll just tell them, "I this is what I know based on my experience. Do this thing. Otherwise, I always say, make the smallest choice that is the easiest to back out of, that's gonna give you the, enough information to know whether it's the right direction or the wrong direction. To your point, uh, Dave and Raquel, you have young young people. If you don't give them kind of a guidelines, like Mohan said, the leadership has to provide guidelines, they're gonna be stuck because they're like, I have no idea what to do. And if you have no idea, you do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, the young
3: young adults I teach, they want structure. They want to know what their expectations are for any course. They're also very afraid of making mistakes. But I tell them, look, you're going to learn more from your mistakes than you learn from your successes. Look at every mistake as an opportunity for improvement, as a learning opportunity, as an opportunity for growth. And I tell them, I'm going to keep making mistakes until the day I I die. But that's how I'm going to continue to learn.
1: Generally, what happens uh if you don't give them the opportunity to be creative, very mm. innovative, then there is an always a problem, so you have to give them the, the encouragement, saying that look you, you will make mistakes, I made mistakes I mean that's how people make mistakes, but that's a process of learning, but you be innovating you find out the creative solutions to the problem. Of course, we are not talking about you know, rocket science or anything, very simple. Even there, you need to have the freedom to do things. And then really there won't be any fear of making the decision or fear of at least coming up with saying that, look, this is what I think we should do. How, what do you think? You should be very encouraging that and very you know accepting and then say, okay, maybe maybe a twist or something small, but then they will feel they'll go into an, a, a little bit more creative there. So I think it is a leadership lesson hard to do with it. That's mm-hmm. my experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that is our 10 minutes. So I'm gonna cut us off there. I love that we came at this from so many different angles. And you know, Mohan has so much experience Raquel, you have young people working for you. Dave, you've got young people. I love that we have these different angles in this conversation. I think that makes it so interesting. So thank you so much for having it with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.